FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Sean Lee. And I'm Lauren. And we are, it's your blind. And we are the Two Wild Orchids. And this is the place you want to come for sex and fun. And not botany. And not flowers. That is not us. No. <laughs> I am back in South Africa. The weather is cold. I'm having a moment of missing Florida. As you see me sit here with three layers of clothing on and a hoodie. Wow. Yeah, because it's like 90 some degrees outside. And I was actually thinking my house is really hot right now. I was having a moment. So, yeah, I'm sorry you're cold, but you could live here and that would solve that shit. Yeah, I'm aware of that. We're working on that. (laughs) It's in progress. It's in progress. Okay. Well, how has your week been? What you go ahead. I was going to say, I have to tell you the best, best story. And I have to give big props out. So remember when I was tasked with the designing our logo and I was basically avoiding it until lastminute.com. Then I texted one of my now very good friends and I was like, Sarah, I need your help. I'm supposed to do this. But like, I've just not. So can you do this so via yesterday? basically just outsourced our logo that you were supposed to work on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just checking. These are the designs that I've done and like I've worked on, but I just don't have time. And like, I put myself in this position. So can you please help me? Anyway, the point is Sarah Scott design helped us design our logo. It's amazing. It's so amazing. she phones me the other day, the other day by Tuesday. And she's like, hey, doll, how's it going? And we have a bit of a chat and happy that I'm back from Florida. And then... She's like, listen, I've been listening to your episodes and they're mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, good. Let me read out the WhatsApp she sent to me afterwards because I had such a laugh. Okay. Because we've had dinner together a few times. I will help her with plan stuff. She will help me with graphic design stuff. So we're kind of just doing a trade-off and that kind of thing. So I was texting her today and saying, by the way, do you mind if I use what we discussed on our recording today? And she said, no problem. And she wrote me a little transcript and I'll read it out to you. It says, I thought you were a very prim, proper, lady-like type. Your hair is perfect, makeup and clothes, always pristine and elegant, and you glide when you walk like you just walked out of a magazine cover. Who knew you'd like your inner thigh nibbled, a little throat throttle, and a bit of leather? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, who knew you'd like your inner thigh nibbled? Slow that part down for me. An inner thigh nibbled. A, A little throat throttle. Are you choked? Okay, okay. okay. He's choked. (laughs) And a bit of leather. Oh, yeah, she's right. (laughs) She is. I watched you walk in our house from the bathroom to your bedroom. And I remember thinking, she just like pranced. It was like watching like the nutcracker happen across my hallway. And I was like, that's bullshit. You should see my impressions. You know what? At our live (laughs) events, I'm going to do my impression of Lauren waking up in the morning. Because. Uh Oh, Keisha and I had the best time (laughs) making fun of what you look like when you wake up in the morning. Now, for the people who are listening, let me be clear. She's ragging on me, just so everybody knows, but we'll take it as a humorous situation. Unless you've been a stripper, okay? Most people don't wake up in the morning and, oh, let me stretch my back and arch my back and my boobs, which are perfect, pop out. And, oh, let me round it and round it so it's so perfect. And let me take my leg and lift it straight up in the air as my knee pops with the point. Oh, it's just so perfect. Yeah, fucking A, first thing in the morning, I'm looking at you. My hair is a mess, okay? I've got drool on one side of my face. And you've got all of your toes going, let me just stretch it up here like this. Oh, good morning, Jean-Lee. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Okay. 
So that's what. Hey, that's not fair because you wake up. Do my favorite impression of Lauren in the morning because you wake up looking beautiful, and I've said this to you so many times, and I'm like, don't look at me, don't look at me. She's lying. She's clearly delusional. (laughs) There may be that, but I'm not lying. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So I still want to give big props out to Sarah Scott Design, and it's sarahscottdesign.co.za if you need her for anything. Slow down, because I'm telling you, those Americans didn't hear a thing you just said. (laughs) Okay. www.sarahscottdesign.co.za. Which means .za. Z-A. Yeah, so Z-A is the reference code for South Africa. Right. So I will post, that's okay. I'll post a link in our show notes. So if anybody needs design, she can work obviously because you were here in the States. She works everywhere. Yeah. Okay. She's amazing. And I can say that because Lauren and I actually posted our logo on Facebook and asked for, you know, what do you guys think? And there was a whole host of of feedback, but all she did was change one small detail and it made the logo (laughs) come together and go, ta-da! And we're like, wow, who knew black to white would change everything? (laughs) And that's really what it was. So she's amazing. So I'm glad we're giving her a shout out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she's amazing. So I don't know. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah rocks. See, if I had thought about it, I would have made Sarah a song. Because, you know, I make songs. Oh, yes. I got it. Sarah, 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 you are so great. You made sure Lauren wasn't late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, high five, Sarah. High five, Sarah. Okay. So we talked about that book a while back and she comes first and there's all these places on the woman's vagina. But I think the challenge is exactly what Jada said, which is we've not been allowed to explore our sexuality. So we don't always know what we like. And so men expect us to tell them what we like when they're going down on us. And maybe we haven't explored our own bodies enough to know that. Me and my first boyfriend, when he first went down on me, I thought, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. I'm down there. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. It's like, well, it's not bad. It's odd. It it's feels kind of good. Yeah, I'm not going to stop it, but I can't guide you because it's my first experience at the same time. Right. But even if it's been your experience a hundred different times, it, I mean, it gets better more times. And it gets better, incidentally, if you've been with somebody of the same sex. So I have been in a homosexual oh. relationship. So I had a girlfriend. So right. when I went down on her and she went down on me, it was easier to explain to each other what we wanted to then a man. You know what? I think you're right because I went, as you know, a long time without having any homosexual relationships. But since I have, you're correct. It was easier for me to explain, like to you, for example, what I like and what I don't. And girls are funny about their stuff. Let's be clear. Yeah, I'm funny about my stuff. Like, if I get home from work and you want to go straight down there, I'm like, uh-uh. I want to shower. I want to clean up. I don't want it to taste like anything but amazing strawberries and whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that comes from childhood, right? Why are we so funny about our stuff? Because, boys, you might want to just plug your ears for this. Okay, really. Seriously. Or... Or chime in at some stage. Chime in on this. Either one is fine. But as we age, as girls age, as we grow up, our hormones start kicking in and our panties get creamy. Let's just call it what it is. And we take our panties off and we're like, ah! 
because we're still young. We're like, what the hell is that? And nobody wants to see your panties. And so, you know, junk happens down there. And then some guy wants to put his mouth on it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And it feels good. So I want to stop you. But I, there's stuff down there. And you might not know that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm worried that it doesn't taste good. Or if it's I in your mouth, you're going to spit like- it out. What is yeah. it exactly? What does it smell like? Like if you're down there, you're like, oh, my God, I've, like, I need to stick something up my nose because I don't want to smell this. But you're going to keep going because you went down there. and you went down there. So now you've opened the door. You have to walk through the door. Right. Understand, guys, that anytime you head south or girls, you head south, all that shit's going on in our head. Every single time. Yeah, I mean, I I think all girls know that. So going back to, you know, when I was in a relationship with a woman, when that would happen, it would always be, we were, we just had a shower or, you know, I would come home from work and have a bath. There was no, I'm just going to jump you straight away after you've just been on site for 12 hours in a sandpit. Ooh, yummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I like some spice. No. <laughs> no. No. Sweat down there too, just for the record. <laughs> Listen, no, but there are some moments like yes with men that I've been with where the whole kind of the male smell and when you're sweaty I kind of I do just want to put it in my mouth sometimes yeah and I'm with you on the male thing and I don't think the guys are as bothered by it and I'd love to hear men chime in on that they're not they worry about if they've been sweating or if they've just come back from the gym is that something that you get concerned about if she drops to her knees in front of you in my experience I've never had a guy be concerned about that I've never had any of my boyfriends or partners go hold on a minute let me just pop in the shower Jason would say hey pop in the shower Okay, but but because he knows you I'm have an issue with yours. Yes. Yes, yes, for sure. You're right. I think he would have just been like, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to turn down a blowjob. I'm actually <laughs> winning right now. <laughs> You're putting my dick in your mouth. I'm happy. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to stick with that, right? Very so, simple equation. <laughs> so I asked Jason before we got started, I'm like, okay, because I think going down on women is a much bigger topic, and I'm all about having discussion about it. But I asked Jason, I said, okay, First of all, how am I blowjobs? He's like, you're amazing. I'm like, good answer. Great answer. <laughs> couldn't have come up with a better solid, solid play here. Okay. The so, only answer, by the way. <laughs> the only answer is you're amazing. You're amazing. Because if you tell me I'm amazing in something, I'm only going to get more amazing. So he says I'm amazing. I'm like, great answer. I said, what comprises a good blowjob? Right. What are the elements here? No, I'm in. Listen, I mean, we know how I feel about blowjobs. So you give me five fucking steps. I'll try it again. Okay. So for those people (laughs) who didn't listen to our first episode, Laura did explore her her feelings on it. Would you like to reshare? Lauren does not give blowjobs because she had an instance where a cock got soft in her mouth and it made her question her ability as opposed to what was going on with her partner. So now she's just written them off in their entirety. So, Lauren doesn't give blowjobs. Note to self. (laughs) I, however, had a different experience we talked about on the podcast, which was someone asked me if I was from this planet. So, I learned, you know what... I could suck at it, but according to my world, okay, nope. I'm, I've, got a, I've got a gold medal. Okay, <laughs> oh, you're gonna suck at it for a while, sweetie. I'm gonna suck at it for a while. <laughs> so, okay, so I asked Jason, and he said it was the pressure, and it was the the movement of your hands, and it was the swirling of your tongue, and and it was all of those elements. And he said, and guys are all different. And I said, hmm. I agree. So here's how I came up with my genius idea, which was what I wanted to share. 
I want you to share your idea, but I want to ask because what men have said to me is they want to feel that you're into it as well. You're not just doing it out of obligation. Uh, you know what? That's true. But he said that to me for years. So, so that's a good point. I think okay. it's true both ways though. If a guy is going down on me and he's just like flicking his tongue because he doesn't know what he's doing down there, get off of my pussy. Well, I'm just going to say, you know what? Stop. It's totally fine. I'd rather just have sex. Exactly right. Because I'm going to have a whole lot more pleasure if you're not doing what you're doing right now. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of just, it's apparent if somebody's just doing something down there because they think they have to. But it's also apparent if they're doing something down there that they don't know what they're doing. So you remember that I, I, I told you that I was a lifestyler before I was a swinger before. And so there was this guy in the lifestyle who loved to go down on women. And he would walk up so and just want to be an expert. He's fucking so bad at it. It's oh, so God. Bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay but maybe that's not fair. Maybe some women enjoy him and you just didn't. Okay. So let me say oh. chicks talk. Let's be clear. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I, I just, I, I wanted to give the man get in front of the doubt, but if we've now got a consensus, yeah, they, basic consensus, but the other part <laughs> of it is, is the reason it was so bad is because it was what you see in porn. It was that little tongue thing. They do that. that, that the thing at the end, like you're trying, what the hell is that? I don't know. Don't flick me like that. I don't know. It's like turning a switch on and off, on and off. It's not going to work. Exactly right. But you watch those girls on porn and like, ah, Oh God, baby, that's so hot. No, it's not. And it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I'm not going to come. Trust me. I'm not going to go. It's not going to happen. But women, going back to the whole Jada thing, women don't necessarily know what they like. But what we do know how to do is we know how to masturbate. Yes and no. I mean, it takes... It takes what? some learning. I was going to say, there's a big learning curve. It took me a long time to understand my body and realize if I do this, I could come faster. Or if mm -hmm. I do this, it would prolong the orgasm. But yes, we do know how to masturbate. I mean, one day I just woke up and I was like, I need to do this. Okay. Okay. Exactly. And men know how to masturbate too. Agreed. Okay. So here's my, here's my, here's my grand design here. Women stereotypically have a challenging time. Like you talked about saying, what do I like down there? Even if you know, you're like, okay, I know that I like my clit to be pinched, for example. Let's just use easy discussion. But I also know that my clit is sensitive, so don't be pulling the hood back. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. So the first time a guy goes down on you where he doesn't know what he's doing, he's down there and he's all gentle on your clit, and then he pulls your hood back, and you're like, okay, time out. I'm out. But don't a lot do of that. Women, right. But a lot of yeah. women say that. So here's my theory. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they're not reaching orgasm with you. Let's say, you know, pretend for the sake of discussion that one of us was a good, well, let's just pretend we're in a relationship together and we're not reaching orgasm because we're not having the dialogue that says, Hey, this is how I like my, my, this is how I like my JJ treated. My theory is what if you mutually, but independently masturbated in front of each other. And so here's why I think it'll work. I think that's a great idea. I've said that to partners over the years. I've asked a partner to jerk off in front of me so I can see what he does to his dick so that I could possibly replicate that if I'm giving a hand job or if I'm giving oral sex. Bingo. Bingo. So <laughs> what Lauren knows that nobody else knows and I'll just share is that I suggested this idea this morning to Jason who before I gotten the whole idea out told me it was a bad idea. So we're not going to talk about him right now. But here's my theory. I said, how do you know if I'm telling you what to do with my vagina? So his theory was, well, what you do with your hands doesn't tell me what to do with my mouth. And I okay, thought, okay, I'll play. Cool. I disagree. 
No, no, no. We can explore on that because what I'm doing with my fingers agreed because I can't suck with my fingers. Right. I can't add additional lubrication. Yeah. There is a differential between a mouth and fingers. I mean, there there Uh, just is. There is. But when you think about it in the context of learning your partner's body, learning how to make them come, for example, I don't like my hood pulled back. So So what you do is when you're touching yourself, I would go, I like to touch myself, but I don't do this. But if the the dialogue is hard to have, this is where I'm going with this, is this idea that women don't want to talk about it. Quietly masturbating together. Quietly, no, no, we're quiet independently, but mutually, right? So one at a time is what I'm saying, okay? So if I'm quietly masturbating, you're watching, where are my fingers focused? Are they high? Are they low? Am I rough? Am I soft? Am I pulling my hood back? Am I not? Am I fast? Am I slow? Is pressure? Is there no pressure? Exactly. And that tells you what to do with your mouth when you get down there. And I think it gives you a fairly, I was going to say an 85% roadmap. Yeah. Because then there are things that you can do with your mouth and your tongue and the sucking and the licking, which obviously are not applicable to fingers. Exactly. If somebody likes their clit treated roughly, right, like they're pinching it or something, then that tells you that when you're down there, suck on that thing. Yeah. Or give it a little nibble. Yeah. Use your teeth a little bit. Gently. Yeah. See, yeah. Always start gentle and then go harder and she'll tell you if it's too hard. (laughs) Well, you, (laughs) you have a five and a nine in our video group, in our podcast group. There's a video of Lauren getting never too hard. (laughs) So, If you're not part of our podcast group, go join so you can watch the video where she gets her inner thighs. They weren't nibbled on. They were chomped on, like chomp, chomp, like a baby dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. The point is people like what they like. I like pain. I like a bit of nibbling. If I'm masturbating, I will put pressure and pinch myself. Yes, I will as well. So So if there's a partner watching me do that, that's great. Here's a roadmap. We can, we we can deal with the 15% while you're down there. That's where I think that this idea has some real weight when it comes to couples communicating sexually, because sometimes it's hard to say, hey, when you pull my hood back, that does not feel good because it's still sensitive. But I yet at the same time, I like you to pinch it. It just gives you a place to play with the idea because every you're right. Every woman's body is different. And ladies, if you're worried about your smell, I figured it out. Took me long enough. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> 100% of the way you smell is 100% of what you eat. If you eat fast food and processed food, your hoo-ha smells like it. I eat red meat all the time. Are you telling That's... me that my hoo-ha smells? No, but you don't eat fast food. You don't eat processed food. I you eat, eat whole food. Yeah. That's my point, right? If we're talking, if you're living on French fries and you're living on milkshakes and you're living on potato chips and candy, your hoo-ha processed meats is another one. Like what I mean by that is like bologna and that kind of stuff. And spam. And no, spam. But, but that is applicable to men as well. Like if 100%. I'm going to swallow that, I'm, I don't want to swallow your McDonald's meal from yesterday morning. I want to swallow the pineapple like juice ass. you had for breakfast. Yeah, that's right. I want to like, swallow the pineapple juice and a lot of water. How much they, they drink determines the yeah. Nobody wants sticky gloppy on your tongue. I don't care how hot you think it looks. Yeah, I'm like, how do I swallow this, or do I just spit it out and then what? Okay, start again because we lost you completely on the signal. Say that again. I said, what do I do when it's in my mouth and it's so sort of thick and globular and molassesy? Do I swallow it? Do I spit it out? And then if I spit it out, listen. The point of this is basically, women have fifty thousand thoughts that are going through their head when they do most of these things. Yes. 
yes, yes, and have one. <laughs> I, I, I just had three thoughts about semen in my mouth in yes. two seconds. Yes. So. <laughs> and there are some women that really love it. I've met one. I thought she was full of shit. She's like, no, I crave it. I'm like, okay. She craves swallowing. That's what she said to me. I swear to God. Okay, so let me put it in perspective. She's five foot ten. She's blonde. She's gorgeous. She's from um, the Ukraine or something, East Russia, some one of those countries. Anyway, oh, okay, so a Ukrainian Amazon. She can probably you- make them come in five seconds. I would probably love swallowing too. <laughs> Okay, so but she's she's just a knockout. I mean, she's a beautiful girl. And when she sat across the dinner table from me and said, "I crave it," I said, "Of course, of course, you do, <laughs> because you are so amazing anyway." Okay, so I think most women, though, I don't think crave. I don't crave it. I'll swallow, but you got to have a clean diet. You got to drink a lot of water. You and I got to know that you got like all of those elements in place, pineapple juice, fruits and vegetables, because McDonald's and Burger King are not, it's just not happening. No. So, so what I'm in my sort of malevolent stage at one stage was giving a blowjob before I've decided not to. And it was not ideal in taste. So I thought, you know what? If I'm going to have to deal with this, you're going to have to deal with this. Okay. So he came in so my mouth. It's not ideal. You mean like as in good? As in not good. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm down there. It's now in my mouth. I've got two options in my head, spit or swallow. There's a third option. Go back up to him and kiss him and give it back to him. That is brilliant. How did that go over? Not well, because he's like, that tastes disgusting. I'm like, I'm aware of that. (laughs) Why do I have to swallow it if you refuse to? (laughs) That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's fine. That's a great idea. Just like, I don't know why I have to be in this position. of. And I said, listen, if the same is applicable to me, reverse the role. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll play. Right. Exactly. Come, right. Come kiss me after you've been down there. And if I don't like what I taste like, I'm going to apologize to you and be like, this is probably not going to work out. Yeah. I better change my diet. Yeah. Because it, it does make such a difference because... And like I said, I was so scared of, of the idea of women for so long because I knew like all of the history of, you know, my own vagina and like growing up, I was like, I don't want to go. That gets mushy. I used to call it ushy gushy. And I had this girlfriend. I was like, ah, the girls get ushy gushy down there. I'm not going. Right. And she used to always get it wrong. So she called it icky wicky. So she would text me and she's going, I'm going to have an icky wicky weekend. No, I I was going to say icky wicky. Like, yeah, so, it's just icky, icky sticky wicky. Yeah, so she used to say, I'm going to have an icky wicky weekend. I was like, uh-uh, girls get ushy gushy, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> He's out, I'm done. But men do the same thing, incidentally, just not to such an extent, because they still have pre-cum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's not, well, I suppose in my mind, I don't know, it's not as sticky icky as women's. It's a different texture. Pre-cum to me is a super turn-on. So it wasn't when I was younger. It is now. When I was first in my early relationships, I had a boyfriend who I just called it slimy. I was like, he just gets slimy all the time. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I didn't know what it was. Take it as back- a compliment. 
moment. Okay, All no, you want I didn't know that. I was, I was like, what do you want? But going back to what you, what, you know, what we've been trained culturally, I'm like, I don't know what that, what is that? <laughs> and why is it here? And it's always so slimy. Like, I just, I didn't know. <laughs> and so when I told my mom, she thought it was very funny, by the way. At least you told your mother. I mean. Well, was I gonna, and that's it. Who else was I going to tell? Well, I didn't tell anyone. I had to figure it out myself. I was like, why does it start first and then followed by and wait? I don't know. Ah. You know, I, I was in my early, let's say I was 14, and I read a book, and in the, oh, God, I wish I could remember the title. But in the book, it talked about him getting hard. And I have to tell you, that was the first time I figured out that guys got hard. Like, I didn't even know what that meant. He would leave, I think he called it King George in the book or something, some slutty romance novel. And he was like, King George got hard. Like, like, like a prince, King, <laughs> King George got hard with a Prince Albert. Do you know what a Prince Albert is? I do, but let's tell our <laughs> listeners who don't. I was like, King George has got a Prince Albert. So you get a hard on with a, a ring through it. Yeah, that's when they pierce their cock. Yeah. They pierce the head of their cock, right? Isn't that right? I think it goes through the hole and then out the side. So it's like right at the tip. I don't know, but Google does. Let me Google where does a Prince Albert go. Now we've just digressed to. Hold on. Let me just do the Prince Albert thing. And we're going to find a Prince Albert of Monaco. I don't think he's who we want. No, go back to King George. So King okay. George taught you. King George taught me that guys got that hard on our thing. No, I didn't even know that. Like, it's one of those things. If you've never seen a male naked guy, which I hadn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know that there was a difference. But what about, I mean, basic kind of sex education at school? Because at school, well, I mean, when we were taught, you know, the reproductive system or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think I might, I think I must have read that slightly. Okay, so I'm looking here online. Um, There's a lot of piercings in a lot of places. Let me just say that. There's, yeah, it, there's one that, there's a ring that goes, I, I, this just looks like it hurts. It's it through the you. skin at the tip of the penis, yeah. It, but it looks like it goes, like, through the hole. It goes, like, that's what I said, it goes through the hole and then kind of pops out the side. If you've got a hood, you've got a hood. If you don't, you don't. But it definitely goes through the top, so it would be interesting to find out what happens when you pee. Well, okay, so have you ever had sex with a guy with a Prince Albert? No. Me neither. But I'm wondering, do you take the jewelry off beforehand? No, no, that's the whole point because I always want to get a clit ring. So you keep it in because it's additional stimulation. Like I used to have a tongue ring. And incidentally, when I had a tongue ring, my blowjobs were great. (laughs) (laughs) Then I took it out. Right. Moral (laughs) of the story, Lauren's getting a tongue ring again. (laughs) Lauren has a tongue ring. We're open for business. (laughs) But if she doesn't have a tongue ring, it's a, not happening. It's like Dumbo's feather. <laughs> I can fly. I can fly. I can fly. <laughs> okay, so I've never had sex with anyone who's had a piercing down there. I've never had sex with a girl who's had a piercing down there. Have you? No, I haven't either. But I've always wanted like a clit piercing and a clit piercing not on the actual clit, like on the hood above. Mm-hmm. So like that ball bearing that you're looking at so that when there's pressure on it, it's stimulating the clit at the same time, if that makes sense. Now, when you and I talked about this off air, you know, I don't know, what was it, six months ago, you and I discussed this. I did the research and there's not a girl online that I can find that didn't say it made orgasms easier, better. faster, better. Yeah. And so, but there's still that, like, that's why mine's not pierced. Cause I'm like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but 
but I have this, mm, my ears got infected when I got my ears pierced. I don't really know if I wanted somebody sticking a rod in there. Hey, listen, ears, I've got a tongue ring, belly ring. I'll, I'll do the clitoric. Worst case scenario, you take it out. Okay, so my body didn't like my belly ring at all and rejected it the whole time. And, and there was, probably not a good idea to get your clit pierced. <laughs> I'm just saying my body didn't like a belly ring and it, it fought it every single day. So, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. And then All right. I can be we'll the control and, and we'll have some subjects that we can. <laughs> okay, but all right. So I don't far too much about your orgasm potential. So I'm going to just leave that right where it is. <laughs> But in any case, the point is, is if you're going to have oral sex with anyone, you have to be creative, right? If you've been with somebody for like, Jay and I've been together 20 years. And so the first thing he said to me this morning, when I said, tell me the elements of the blowjob, I said, well, first I said, How am, am I good at it? And he said, you're amazing. And then he caught himself. He said, well, actually, I don't really remember. And I said, what do you mean? Wait, wait, I don't really remember what. <laughs> wait, wait, because I said, how am I? He said, you're amazing. And I went, great. And before I could ask him to give me the elements, the interjected space was, he said, well, actually, you know what? I, I don't remember. It's been a minute. So could you show me? I can tell you how good you are at it right now. And I was like. Oh, smarty pants. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. Sure. I was like. Yeah, that's not happening. You pissed me off this morning. That's not happening. He was like, please just give me a blow-by-blow account. No, but I think... There's a sex toy in the house. Knock yourself out. Right, exactly. Go get the guy (laughs) Go, Go get the guy (laughs) So something I learned, which this was... Oh, let's say Jay and I'd been married. Let's say we'd been married 16 years. So long enough that I kind of have my way around a penis, right? Did you know that if you put lube on the cock before you go down on it, it makes everything nicer and easier? For them or for you? Because I for always you. thought... No, well, you see, so this is this is why I don't get blowjobs. Because my premise of blowjobs is to make sure that the guy is happy. He so can't be happy if the guy is not, not happy... I'm not in an airplane, yeah. what do you do? You put the face mask on you first, then you help your partner. <laughs> well, okay, we digress because by the time that is falling down, everybody's passed out anyway. However, <laughs> this is the same thing as anything else we talk about, right? I got to love me first if I'm going to love anybody. So I got to make sure I'm enjoying this blowjob or you're not going to enjoy it. Okay, so what I think with that is it's not like lube or no lube. I don't mind having your dick in my mouth. But I worry that if it's, okay, this is the one of the thousand thoughts that goes through my head. If it's too wet or if there's too much lubrication, you're not going to feel enough. Therefore, you're not going to come. Okay. If that were true, <laughs> which is, I'm a, I don't have a penis, but I'm going out on a limb here. When I get wet and his mouth is on me, it doesn't mean I don't feel what he's doing. Okay. That's a fair point. However, when you're having sex... The wetter you are, how is he feeling? Well, I'm assuming he's feeling good. How many times have you heard a guy say this? Oh, my God, you're so wet. That's hot for them. Yeah. Versus, oh, my God, you're so dry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're ripping the skin off my penis because your pussy's dry. Okay. Yeah. Like, I would rather just sandpaper this than do this right now. Right. Let me get, let me get some pop rocks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I watched a girl give Jason a blowjob. She got out lube. She put it on her hands and she spread it all over his cock. And I interrupted the blowjob and said, excuse me, I have questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming from a space of curiosity. However, (laughs) however, why did you do that? And she looked at me and she's like, cause it makes it go down your mouth easier. And I'm like, really? So I tried it. She's right. 
it was a great lesson for me because our own mouth saliva it, we make our own saliva right mm. and sometimes we have a drier mouth whether we're dehydrated or not that kind of thing just the same thing with our with our vajayjays so when you add lube to the vajayjay everything is much nicer when you add lube to the cock before a blowjob everything same. is much nicer yeah. It's like if you want to try deep throating or if you want to let him hit the back of your throat, which men love that shit, right? That's the way you do it. Yeah, but so I read something today about that because remember in our first podcast where we were talking about bonus packages and mm-hmm. he said one of the women who could deep throat, you yeah. know, it was her bonus package because she'd had an eating disorder prior to that. Right, she was bulimic, so she had no gas. Yeah. So, so she had no gag reflex. Yeah. So I read this and I thought, okay, this is interesting. I might just try this because I can't deep throat. I mean, I'll be like open and honest about that. Well, yeah, but you don't like blowjobs, so let's back Yeah, up. well, exactly. So I don't like blowjobs, so I'm not even trying anything associated with them. However, this is what it said. Nope, you don't need to deep throat. Okay, so my interest is peaked. Okay. Try wrapping your hand around the bottom of his shaft and okay. taking the rest of him in your mouth. Okay. Or place the tip of your tongue, and this is what intrigued me the most, place the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Oh, okay. Then let his penis hit the underside of your tongue. I have done that. No gagging necessary. I've never done that. Well, uh, you know what? We'll get you. I got this. I got I, I, I some volunteers. I got a plan. Don't worry. I got this. <laughs> Back when I was married before, actually, let me just, let me just kind of not. Yeah, it was when I was married before. I didn't like, I told you, I didn't like giving blowjobs. And this was my early years. So the, the tongue thing, lifting it up, it's because one of the reasons that made it easier for me back then is because there's no taste buds. So if somebody was slimy, it was no big thing because I couldn't taste it. Uh, it, just, it never occurred to me. It was like the come behind choking element. Never, now, never occurred to me. Now, in retrospect, think about this for a second. He was making his own lubricant for me if I'd have just like sucked it up and been there. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me plenty of lube. I didn't even need to get any, <laughs> but I watched her put, and, and then she was able to go farther down on his penis. And when she was going up and down on his cock, when she was sucking his cock, it made her hand move because she, you know, she was using her hands and her mouth and it made everything slide easier. And when I've done it myself, it's just nicer, but you should get lube that you like the taste of going back to, you have to. That's what it. I was going to say. I mean, you have to get lube that you like the taste of, but how, I mean, how does that happen? Do you just buy seven different lubes that are like, well, raspberry flavor or strawberry flavor? Because it's not like you can taste them in the store. Okay. If you've ever been to a porn store, you know they have those bowls. They usually have them at the, as you check out of the porn store, they have these bowls with these tiny little, like, testers of Samples. lube. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you, I think you have to pay for them, but they're just itty-bitty little things. And this way you can at least, at least pick the flavors you like. Yeah, because I don't want to have sort of, you know, blackberry in my mouth and I'm a fan of strawberries. Exactly. So you get you get to choose. And one of the other things that it took me a long time to figure out, so ladies, big sister here. So after sex for a long time, like I would get itchy down there. And I was like, oh, I have an infection. No, I don't. I have a preference of lube. Like I didn't learn this until, I don't even know, like three years ago, that certain lubes will irritate your vaginal tissues. Mm. So Especially if you're sensitive. Exactly. So my body didn't like belly rings. Do you think it's popping it as a big fan of, you know, flavored lube? No. <laughs> Probably not. You just need something neutral, like baby aqueous cream. Well, and actually Wicked makes a sensitive skin water-based lube that doesn't cause any irritation at all. But goes back to if you're sensitive to things anyway, as I am, it can affect the uh, the membranes in your mouth as well if you're using that lube. So you have to just be careful. Yeah. I'm just saying know your body a little bit. 
but you know, I'm like the princess in the pea. Don't put a dust, a speck of dust in my bed either. I'm not going to be able to sleep all night. <laughs> but, but, but also in terms of that as well, I'm a big proponent of kind of after six and it's all kind of done. I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to you know, clean up a little bit mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like if it stays in there, like you're more likely to get a UTI or something. So our vaginas are these wonderful self-cleaning mechanisms. We don't really have to douche or do anything in theory. In theory, your vagina is like its own personal dishwasher. It'll wash all that stuff out, but you should go pee after sex for that reason. You know, one of my very good friends, like every time she has sex, it's a case of like, okay, need to wash, need to take a vitamin C, need to do this because she's so sensitive that she's prone to that kind of thing. Oh, wow. She'll yeah. get a UTI. So ladies, just know that if you have sex, you're allowed to get up and go pee. You don't have to lie in bed with him and snuggle. No, absolutely not. And you should go Look. pee because it washes all the bacteria out. Out. Urine is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sterile. So here's the thing, guys. As you've listened to us talk about how not to get a UTI, how not to get a yeast infection, don't you think we're really concerned when you head south? We know what goes on down there. Okay. It's it's an amazing factory down there, but it can produce some lemons. Right. And so here's the thing. How do you handle this, right? You brought it up earlier. So here you go. A guy's heading south. Boom. And your hoo-ha does not smell fresh. Like, okay. So in my that. mind, my hoo-ha does not smell fresh. No, no, no. Like in actuality, like let's just pretend. Oh, it'll be my hoo-ha. It doesn't matter, right? But that was one of my gushy gushy issues with women as I was like, I don't know if I like the smell down there. Like forget the taste. I can't even get to that because the smell, but if you head down there and something doesn't smell clean and fresh and neutral, kiss her belly button and head back up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I suppose. I mean, in moments where I felt that I felt like smelt or was a bit sweaty or just didn't want you to go down there. Like as you're going down, you, past my boobs. I'm like, no, no, just come back up here. Come back up here. Focus on my lips. Focus on my breasts. Focus on my nipples. This is what I want right now. Right. And it's kind of like Sarah was saying earlier about you that she had no idea as prim and proper as you appear in daytime that, you know, turn the, turn the lights out, take your clothes off. You're like a crazy animal. <laughs> she didn't know that. So there's a lot of women who, who aren't comfortable saying, hey, let's not do that. Or, and this was something that I had to learn, there's a lot of women who aren't comfortable laying there and just accepting pleasure. Yeah, I think that's that's probably more of a bigger one. Because we go through all of those thousand things. Oh my God. Exactly. I I oh, I need to hurry up. So I need to fake it so that he's going to feel okay. Do I taste okay? Do I feel okay? When was the last time I showered? Oh my God. Did I leave the sponge in the shower? Oh my God. Do I have a sponge? No, I need to go to the store and buy a sponge. Oh my God. If I need to go to the store and buy a sponge, I need to buy Yeah. What's with the sponge? No, I was just, (laughs) that's the thought process. I mean, we can get off on a tangent in our thought process in a nanosecond. In a nanosecond. And the other thing that I think is important, because here's my experience with men, and that is you're you're playing around, whatever, whatever, whatever. And for whatever reason, there's a pee break, like potty break, you know, she goes pee, you whatever. Okay, you come back and he's exactly in the same level of arousal that he was when you left. Mm. She isn't. So that goes back to that. Now we're back to that setting that counter again. Might not take a full 20 minutes, but it's going to take a little bit more to get back in that rhythm. And so you a guy might, he's like, I'm so ready to go. Well, mm, let's play warm up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, it's not going to take 20 minutes this time. It might just take 10. 
but you're going to have to warm us back up. You can't just jump back on unless it's like super hot sex. And it's like, sometimes passion is out of control, but if it's, you know, regular hot sex, there's hot, hot sex. And then there's scale like how many little flames that you have on like the emoticons how many flames of sex is this is it 20 is it five you know? but it's also the duration i mean if you're having a pee break during sex you're having sex for an extended period of time right maybe that's the reason that i'm so conscious of pee breaks because <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're doing a three-hour session you're going to need a pee break you if you're doing a 20-minute quickie there's yeah. no pee break. There's no pee breaks for tw- you're you're very true, very true. And so maybe that's why I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes I need a pee break. So. It's like she puts up a flag, pee break. Okay, cool. Props to Cochran. <laughs> so it goes back to being creative. I think that it's like I told you about the grapefruit blowjob. Yes, you did, which I okay. found intriguing. And so if you've never seen it or heard it. Okay, I tried it. I think we actually recorded the, the whole thing on a, on a different podcast. I don't think we've released yet, but the grapefruit blowjob, there's something to that. I mean, you know, you put a grapefruit on his cock, make sure you've warmed it up. Big sister here. <laughs> a cold grapefruit on his cock is not a happy place. When you first told me about this, there were so many questions and I'm still thinking that does not sound fun. It is like having sex, what Jason told me was it was like having sex and getting a blowjob all at the same time. Okay, can we just give props to your husband for being our little experiment? <laughs> we need to do. Jason, we need you to try this. Yes, Jason okay. is a guyberator. Come here. Exactly. <laughs> is a very willing participant in my experiments. The woman, oh gosh, I'll put a link to her YouTube because it's funny. And she does, she does a lot of things with food. And I'm not really into food play. I know there's a kink for food play. It's not really my thing. But she does this thing with the grapefruit where you put a little hole in the middle and then you put it down on their cock. And you rub it up and down on their cock while you're giving them a blowjob. Like you talked about putting your hand up to their cock. You put the grapefruit there. Okay? And so you're moving that grapefruit up and down. Like I'm so intrigued as to how this, who thought of this up? Okay, so the woman who thought it up, oh, what is her name? I got to look it up. We got to give her props because, I mean, come on now. So I don't want to use my hand, but I'm happy to hold a grapefruit. And then what? Let me just think to warm this grapefruit up. And I'm going, is the grapefruit peeled? Is it not peeled? How big is the hole? Okay, How much so, of the flesh of the grapefruit have you taken out? See how many right. questions. There's, okay, so there's a lot of questions. So, all right, her name is Auntie Angel, by the way. Oh, wait, Tiffany Haddish. No, 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 wait, girl's trip. Hold on, hold on. All right, so, but the genius of the grapefruit technique goes all the way back to 2014, courtesy of a viral YouTube video from one Auntie Angel. And okay, she's so this Auntie super, Angel. Yeah, she's this super sexy black woman, and she's like, let me help you out here. Okay. You start with an unpeeled room temperature grapefruit. I'm big sister here, right? Mine was room temperature. Jason told me it was a little cold. So you stick it in the microwave for like about a minute and it kind of feels hot inside. Like to me, it felt like it was too hot, but Jason said it was fine. So you want it to be a little warmer than you think, but not too hot to burn him. So use your best judgment. Auntie Angel, which I've just learned, Jason, just wait. Auntie Angel says ruby red grapefruits are the best. I did not know that the first time. So now I will have to go get a ruby red grapefruit. Okay. High five, Jason. Wait, okay, so you take the grapefruit. No idea what's coming. <laughs> you, you take the grapefruit. You got this grapefruit and it's, it's room temperature and you just kind of roll it up and down on the counter because you want to like loosen up the flesh and, and the insides because it feels like membranes. Think about it. I've never thought about a grapefruit like that. And I'm still sort of of the opinion that I don't want to. 
Okay. It's kind of like when your boyfriend went down on you the first time. Don't knock it till you tried it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So you cut off the ends, you cut, you know, so you got two like little flat ends now and you put a hole in the middle and you slide it down on his cock. So it's down at the base of his cock and your mouth is at the head of his cock and you squeeze and you go up and down and up and down and up and down. Jason said it felt like a blowjob and oral sex or sorry, oral sex and having blow sex job, at the same time. Yeah, same time. Yeah, same time. Now, if you look at Auntie Angel's other videos, she teaches you how to do stuff with whipped cream, but I was like, whoa. <laughs> I might start on the whipped cream and then move on to the grapefruit. All I can say is the whipped cream one, <laughs> the visual for it is every guy's fantasy. Okay. Okay. Because you, <laughs> you fill your mouth with like, the, you know, the ready whip from like the can. So you open your mouth and you fill your mouth up with the ready whip and then you go down on his cock. And when you do, you blow at the same time. And so white stuff oh, so it's like everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it's like, he's just come in a second. Exactly. And then you get the pleasure of licking Now going back to why it's important to hear you. You get the pleasure of licking the whipped cream off of it. Now it tastes good. Okay, fine. I like whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like whipped cream. <laughs> I think about it. Now we talk about it when, it's women. I don't really want you sticking whipped cream down on my hula. Just... No, not down there, but I'm happy for you to kind of put it on my nipples. and. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So <laughs> I think so as, is, as we wrap up the conversation about oral sex. As we wrap up the conversation about oral sex is if you can't talk about what you like, then you're not alone. Everybody has yeah. a hard time until they figure out what they like. But it certainly does open up a new avenue, I think, for couples who've been together a long time and maybe things have gotten a little tired and stale. It gives you a new avenue to say, hey, you know what? Let me get a grapefruit out of the fridge. <laughs> you want to try something new tonight? Exactly. Or I want to see you, like, I think it's hot to watch Jason masturbate. I think that's super hot. I think that women don't understand what a cool space that could be. And maybe all yeah. women, maybe it's just me, but I've talked to women who are like, I don't No, I agree. I, I love watching. I love it. Me too. Watching. It's, a, it's a, such a turn on for me. Yeah. To see your strong, hot guy is there and he's pleasuring himself and you're getting a, a front of seat to that. There's something really cool about that. But by the same token, I think men feel that way about us. They would love to have that hot front row seat to our pleasure. I, I agree with that. So, Yeah. Absolutely. And side note, one of my best friends sent me today, one of the worst best friends club. She said, you know, if we're going to talk about oral sex and it's difficult to introduce something, she says, no one can have, ever have too much black lace. Black lace. <laughs> what do you do with black lace? Well, it's lingerie. You walk into the bedroom. It's an introduction. Look at my black lace bra. Look at my black lace panties. Oh, look at this pair of butt plugs I brought. <laughs> All right, so that's another podcast for sure because lingerie, yeah, that's going to have to be another podcast for absolute sure. Okay, so as we get out of here today, okay, wait, 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 we can't leave yet. Oh, tell me why, tell me why. Okay, because remember we wanted to give shout outs because people are commenting on our podcast. Yes, absolutely. Big props to everybody commenting. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so first of all, if you have not joined our podcast group, we release pictures and videos in that group. So if you want to see pictures and videos, join the podcast group on Facebook. There's going to be a link. 
If you have commented though, oh my gosh, okay. So we have we have 12 ratings so far, which isn't bad, seeing as that we just launched with the 8th of August. So I'm excited. Thank you so much. Woo! 12 people, yay! yay! Okay, we appreciate you 12 Thanks, reviews. Guys. Thank you. Okay, but I want to give special shout outs to people who actually wrote reviews, right? Okay. So Cindy Ann 901 said, uh, she said, we are amazing. She likes the authenticity and openness of us. And so I love that. And so thank you, Cindy Ann 901. We have the Date Safe Project. Now, these are all re- reviews on iTunes. So if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll give you a big fat shout out. The Date Safe Project says they really appreciate how the two hosts challenge common beliefs and cultural stereotypes. Like, woo, yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought so too. Okay. So, all right, hold on, hold on. Somebody says join in. Clearly that person likes orgies. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, what it says is it's from OKMW11. So OKMW11, I could make up something like that. Oh, Keeping my word. There we go. Oh, keeping my word. Okay, MW11, right? And I've done it 11 times. Um, And what they said is, uh, if it's not your cup of tea, no worry. Um, I've met one of these ladies, and she's awesome. Do yourself a favor. Listen, join in, be involved, and have fun. And that is also great advice and Gorgie. And then we have JGH55 who said, um, let's see, they said, grab your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your partner, and spend an enlightening and incredibly sexy evening together. Yeah, that's a great one. With grapefruit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll just add that in now, but yep. (laughs) Next. And the next and the last one, the last one, now we've got 12 reviews, but these are the only people who actually wrote in reviews. Everyone else has just given us five stars, which we certainly appreciate is from JKC1072 that says, finally, a podcast that's funny and tastefully touches on everything sex. Okay. Tastefully touches on grapefruit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's tasty if you like that kind of thing. (laughs) If you're adventurous and stick with us. And so, you know, one of the other things I want to make sure that we we talk about before we get out of here today is, do you listen to any other podcasts? I do. I have a favorite podcast, My Favorite Murder. I love my favorite murder. Those two, the big shout out yeah, to Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstock, you chicks rock. They totally, totally rock. But they talk about murder. But listen, they talk about as awkward in a subject as we do. That's a very good point because what I, and I, I love, I love my favorite murder. But one of the things that I notice about my favorite murder is they do a really great job without re-victimizing the victim. They have a lot of respect. And then, you know, they say, classless asshole, you suck for killing some girl, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, well, just don't and then, <laughs> okay, so I have a podcast I have to recommend. All right. There Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Let's see. Go ahead and get this right. Call me daddy. No, call her daddy. Ah, call her daddy. Daddy, daddy, yes. please. Okay. Yes. Dad. Okay. Uh, so Alexandra Cooper and Sophia Franklin, who are best friends like you and I and like Georgia and Karen, right? But these two girls, they talk about their sex lives in a really fun and graphic way. And they're in their twenties, right? So they're talking about, you know, their one night stands. And I watched one of their little clips recently. And what did she call it? Oh, I don't know. She called it the, I don't know, the speed bump or the timeout or something. But she's like, it's that time when, you know, he's fucking you on the bed and he just grabs you and he throws you up against the wall and he bangs you from behind. I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. I have to tell you, the Call Her Daddy podcast, they're funny. I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate them. So anyway, we wanted to give some shout-outs to other podcasters because we get it. We know that this is challenging, and some of them have been doing it longer than us. And this is, I think, yeah. my third podcast. So, you know, this is why this one rocks so much. 
yeah, yeah. So thank else you to, to our say. supporters and thank you to all of the other podcasters we couldn't do it without all of you yes and so if you want a shout out then you have to leave a review on iTunes so that we can read part of your review and give you a shout out. If you don't want a shout out, but you want to review us, please go give us five stars. Cause this first eight weeks that we are launching, this is where iTunes decides if we are worthy. <laughs> so I think we're worthy. Uh, we are worthy. All right. As we get out of here today, just remember if you're going to do it once, do it twice. Oh shit. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can quickly prompt you, however. If you're going to do it once, you have to do it twice. If you're going to do it twice, take fucking photos. It's the two wild orchids reminding you that you want to stay tuned in. And stay tuned on.